Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. My name is Sue Ellis Soller, and I am here with Spiritual Business Spotlight. I am really honored to have one of our first guests back on. We were talking about that today a little bit, but hello, Amanda Freeman. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. So, and you are an energy mentor for well being professionals and therapists, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. And we are talking about something that is really kind of a, a theme right now. I think that many of us kind of need this theme right now. And it's kind of getting through the hard times and, and, and working on your work and your health and everything while everything in the world is happening as things in the world do. <laughs> yeah. When the world is like literally upside down almost. <laughs> it feels that way yeah 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 and you guys you're in australia we can tell by your yes. accent just for anybody who doesn't know you and things in australia have been very heavy as well yeah it, definitely um, we've had um obviously the pandemic like everyone else a little bit different for us because our our um government um, we kind of had a head start on the rest of the world in that it didn't come to us until I think it was February 2022, 2020, and we kind of just locked everything down. So it pretty much stayed um, a very small, you know, number of cases in Australia until sort of late last year. But, but as a result of that, we had lockdown after lockdown after lockdown where we couldn't go more than five kilometres from our house and we couldn't could only leave for, you know, two hours of exercise or to get food or medical care. Like it was very, very full on. So um, and it wasn't the whole of Australia because the only cities that had the real big outbreaks were Melbourne, where I live, and Sydney. Mm, and okay. So it was a very surreal experience because like the rest of the world, I mean, Western Australia has only opened up and has just had their first sort of big outbreak like this, this month, you know, and that's oh, the other side of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they've been COVID free. So, so most of Australia has been living like COVID's not even real for like <laughs> the last two years up until sort of this year, except for Melbourne and Sydney. So it's been a very surreal experience um, for us. And then, of course, last year we had storm, really bad storms near where we were and houses lost their um, power for like six weeks, power, internet, water. Oh, my um, we gosh. Just had, yeah, we've had floods in New South Wales that have, um, yeah, taken like thousands of homes at the moment. So, you know, and then, of course, there's what's going on in the Ukraine. It's a lot. Like it's a lot when everyone's capacities are already really low. And I think I'm really seeing the impact on obviously the wider community, but business owners as well. Um, particularly here in Australia, we had quite a bit of government support for small businesses um, when it first happened. And then in the last six months, there's been nothing. So even though we're still not allowed to fully go out and there's mask mandates and there's limits on, um, you know, who can, how many people can be in a venue, um, there's no support for businesses. So businesses aren't making their revenue and you know so there's a lot of this kind of yeah a lot of stress still going on within within the entrepreneur and small business community for those that work with local clients so yeah it's been a been a heavy couple of years heavy oh yeah years. yeah and yeah. and especially like you're saying small business owners who are just getting you know their their feet in the water so to speak are are 
either, you know, taking off right now because there mm-hmm. is, you know, this movement, I feel like of people who are working and it's working really well for them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then there's, you know, it does take a while to build a business. I mean, you and I talked seven years ago, and I've seen mm-hmm. your, your business grow and thrive. And you've, you know, really um, kept at it with a really mm-hmm. good attitude from what I can see, you know, you're, you're you oh, do you. a very good job of sharing your work without feeling overly marketing, you know, markety. Pushy. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't feel like there's any, um, you know, of the things that, how do I say it, that turn me off about marketing. In yeah, marketing, you know, that's um, very, very intentional. I think um, I'm really conscious of experiences that I've had where I've been Um, sucked in by manipulative marketing or messaging and how that's made me feel or I've signed up to something that something was promised and then the delivery didn't happen like I think that's kind of like a rite of passage if you're working online that you kind of get sucked into these things so yeah it's definitely something I've tried to be really mindful of um, and authenticity and integrity is sort of two of my two of my top values so yeah and that's probably what I work a lot on my clients on with with my clients as well is like how do we how do we accept we're kind of within this hustle culture this system particularly online um how do we accept that we're kind of in it and not you know get sucked in to it how can we be present and hold our own space and our own energy and show up as ourselves and still obviously sell to people and still offer our services because you know, obviously that's part of running a business or we don't have a business, but how can we do that in a way that really honors our customers' sovereignty and honors their, like, honors them as knowing what's right for them? So, yeah, that, that's been quite a journey, actually. Yeah, getting to that point of, of standing in my own truth with that. And I think I've probably mucked up a few times and, you know, got gone down that path and gone on and that doesn't feel good and then <laughs> realigned. So, it's a process, but 12 years in June, I'll, I will have wow. been running my business in various um, shapes and forms. So, yeah, I'm still here <laughs> despite well, all I, the things. <laughs> yeah, and I love the way that you showed us how it is a journey and how mm. sometimes you do end up on the wrong path. And, you know, it is a process of feeling your way through the way that you're setting up your business, the, the messaging you're using, the offers that you put out there, the uh, leaders who you're following and, and their tactics or, you know, their advice and guidance through this. And, and it has to mm. feel good to you or else you're setting yeah. up your business in a, you know, especially for sensitive people and, and yeah. people who are super, like in tune, it's almost like we're trying to shift the way that business is done as a whole. And so we have to double down on that integrity and feeling good about what we're doing and allowing those um, foundations to guide us through our work. Absolutely. And I think um, 
the tricky thing is that when you first start out and you're sort of like excited, you want to learn all the things and you see someone who you think is doing it better. And so you think I must be doing it wrong. Like, I think, you know, it's not, it's no one's fault that we sign up for this stuff. Like it's no one's fault that we, you know, get sucked in. It's very specifically <laughs> intended that, that, that happen. Um, but I think, yeah, the most powerful thing we can do is really be clear on, you know, where we're headed, be okay with, stepping this way or that way as as happens in life you know you think you're on the right path and then no you have to readjust not judging yourself for that I see a lot of people get stuck because they made a wrong turn somewhere and go well that's it I'm not supposed to be doing this but the wrong turns are so powerful in themselves too because they show us what's not aligned they show us the direction we don't want to head so and and in fact, the wrong turns I've made have shaped my business to be where it is now. And it's shaped how I show up because I don't want to be that experience that I had and I don't want someone else to feel that same experience. So, you know, I think probably the best, yeah, that's probably the best lesson I've learned as a, you know, small business owner is that there really isn't a right or wrong. It's just what feels good for you. And if we can really honour you know, our strengths and then be really clear when we need to outsource (laughs) like exactly what it is we need rather than I need all the things at once. Be like, okay, I don't have an email list. I need to find someone who does email lists. You know, you don't need to do an email list, open a YouTube channel and have an Instagram strategy all at once. And I think that's when I first came into the online world um, after being in business in person, which is when I met you, been in business just in person for four years um, at the time that we connected. Um, And I was just like, whoa, I'm so not knowledgeable. I need to do all this stuff now or I'm going to be a fat, you know, like it it was really quite interesting when I reflect just how much I felt that way when really it wasn't the truth. I had I had the most important pieces in place. I'd built an organic business. I had loyal returning clients. I had, you know, perfected my marketing for the offers I was doing. Like I was fully booked. So actually there was nothing wrong with what I was doing. It was just this unfamiliarity really rocked my confidence. So yeah, it was a bit of a journey working out that I could still apply a lot of that and a lot of the skills I'd I'd had in growing my business just in a slightly different way. And I didn't need all everybody's help. I just needed a few specific (laughs) bits of guidance to get me to the next step and the next step. So, yeah, that's probably probably one of the most interesting things upon reflection. (laughs) Well, and I love that because it feels sometimes so lonely and like just a mountain of like, oh, my God, I have to learn how to do a transition on a reel. And, oh, my gosh, how do I do this or that or the other thing. But when you double down on the foundational stuff, when you just Mm. show up as yourself authentically, you don't necessarily have to have all the bells and whistles and be everywhere all at once. You just show up, you be yourself. And it has this ripple effect rather than, you know, and unfortunately though, we're taught like we have to grow exponentially, you know, in order to do things, but it's just like, organic, slow growth, really valuable showing up and being present and calming it down, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, a big part of that is defining your version of success. So for me, once I was able to go, well, 
my version of success is to be able to be present for my kids when they need me, to not work weekends or evenings. Sometimes I work evenings, um, but no more than once a week. Um, not have to be on call 24-7 for my clients. Like that's success for me. And to have time for self-care during the week as well. So I've got fibromyalgia, so I need to get to the pool. I need to go for walks. I need to look after my body. And, and that's probably one of the main things I work with my clients was it, a client's on is building your business around your body, around your energy, because your idea of success is not going to match anyone else's. Your capacity is not going to match anyone else's. So yes, you can use someone's framework, but you're always going to have to apply, you know, the, the energy and time that you have available. Um, and that's if you've got kids, that's if you, like me, have a condition that needs, you know, taking care of for you to function properly. Maybe you're a carer for, for parents or other family members. Like this is part of your business. It's not separate. So, yeah, that's probably something I find really, really, really important. Well, and... So, yeah, just turning your back on the hustle culture and feeling like you have to, you know, it's almost like a siren call when you think about it. It really, yeah, it, yes, this gets totally like, must do this, must do that. But, and also taking into consideration your body and the relationships that you want to keep. And, you know, yeah. going back to something you said a little bit ago, getting the help that you need. Mm. to do the things that might, you know, it might take somebody else five minutes to do something that would take you three hours to, you know, oh, kind yeah. of struggle through and you would have it, you know, kind of halfway uh, <laughs> set up and they're just like one and done and that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, that was something I definitely resisted when I was bootstrapping in the early days. It's like, oh no, you got to do it all. But the, the blessing for me, which was also a curse, is that I am tech fail. Like me and technology are not friends. Like it's always a big, a big steep learning curve, any, any sort of new tech. So that was actually a godsend in the end because it meant I had to outsource. So I really struggled with bookkeeping, like, you know, keeping that all organized. So that was the first thing I ever outsourced. <laughs> um, I know it's just, it's so much. The day I signed up for um, you know, online bookkeeping system was the day that I was like exhaled <laughs> and it's just been a breeze ever since and then had a bookkeeper help me. So when something didn't match up, I could message them and say, hey, can you help me? Uh, website, my, I think my husband's workmate designed my very first website um, and then I finally upgraded a couple of years later and um, that was great to just have someone get in there who really knew and who I was working directly with because um, by this time I've been in business for a few years and was kind of like, mm, that's not what I want my stuff to look like. <laughs> and I kind of jumped in and, but it was, I mean, I was very grateful because he did it for nothing and I was totally a total newbie uh, in, in business. So, um, but yeah, those, those are two things I've never looked back on. And without that, I think, oh gosh, how many hours would I have lost, you know, trying to yeah. do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that too, that you had something in place that wasn't perfect, Yep. but that worked to yeah. allow you to build your business so that you were fully booked, even with yeah. a website that you didn't 
feel was, you know, super duper spectacular or with an email list or, um, and that you kind of shuffled through things. And now, you know, so it is one step at a time. It's a gradual process of building something from, from mindset to Mm -hmm. tech stuff to, Mm. really reeling back to what your idea of success is yeah and it is a process I think there's a lot I I mean if I was a new entrepreneur coming out now I would think that I could have you know 10k months in 90 days like I would genuinely probably think that and it's just not true like you know how how long have we been in circles where we have been showing up for year after year after year and it's a it's a process not only because it takes time to learn you know the practical elements of running a business but also as your skills grow you evolve as well so what served you and your clients back then as you get more and more practiced at your craft you know changes and expands so you kind of evolve on that level as well so i i really love you know, particularly when I'm working with my clients and saying, hey, take a breath. You don't have to have six blogs up in a week. Like just do a blog a week. Like by the end of 12 months, you'll have 52 blogs. Like or one a month, you'll have 12 blogs. Like that is your foundation. And it's really interesting to see how hard people go, oh, but I follow such and such. And they send out one everywhere and I read it and it's great and it's blah, blah. And I'm like, that person's probably got three personal assistants. Like you've literally just started finding your voice and have decided what you want to share about. Where you are is perfect. Like this is great. So it's a conversation. Yeah, I have a lot, particularly because like I am a very driven person. I've always been very driven. And the clients I work with are very driven. Like we want to get our stuff out there. We want to be of service. We want to help people. We want to make a difference, especially right now with all that's going on in the world. It's like, okay, this is, hello, this is what I've trained my whole life for. It's called space <laughs> right. for people in crisis and move through really hard times. Hello, I'm, you know, this is it. I've, you know, my whole life has been about how can I be of service when the world turns, you know, to absolute um, crap (laughs) on so many levels with so much chaos and so much upheaval and uncertainty. So, you know, and there's more need for, you know, wellbeing providers and professionals and therapists now than ever before. I'm not sure what it's like where you are, but we have wait lists over here for mental health services and healthcare services because people are so struggling with, so many aspects of what we've had to deal with in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're, I'm fortunate to live in a really small space. You know, I, I live outside of Vienna, so I have the best of both worlds kind of where we have, you know, kind of a countryside. Um, yep. But yeah, you know what? I have been looking for someone and and I'm specifically a little bit outside of the realm of norm because I live in a, a German speaking community or country. Yeah. Okay. And so trying to find an English speaking therapist. Mm. Yeah, they are closed to new clients there. It's really kind of difficult mm. to find somebody and especially being on the countryside, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But going back to what you're saying, we kind of touched on this in our conversation before our conversation, but 
it's time. Like this is our, our what we've been like. It's just almost like troops, troops, wake up. This is what we've been sent yeah. here for, you yeah. know. And so there's this. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say to help. Like this is kind of like the the blessing of of this is that there are so many of us who have been training for so many years as space holders and you know doing doing this deep work so that we can show up with you know with what's needed and I think the other blessing is that we can now we've got the technology like imagine if this had have happened and no internet like you know people are able to now do medical consults via zoom um you know we we are speaking together and we're talking about this on opposite sides of the world literally (laughs) so (laughs) you know there are there are some little silver linings in there and especially for disabled community, you know, this, this move to online and this move to um, working from home, I've been really listening to those voices in, in my communities and they've been saying, we've been asking for this for years, for years. People who can't get out of their homes because of their um, disabilities and things like that, who, who have had to take arduous hour-long trips to see specialists can now have a telehealth consult. You know, yeah. like all of these, you know, little gifts where they're, they're saying, okay, there's no reason why we have to go back to that now. Like you, the needs of all these marginalised communities who were excluded because they couldn't drive a car or they couldn't have access to transport, like these needs are now being met. So I, I really think that's such a positive. Um, and, yeah, that I think people are able to access a lot more services even um, mental health care services I know in Australia you know used to be all face-to-face now there's options for we even got texting options and messaging options yeah so if someone's really struggling particularly teenagers have got like one specifically for youth and you know they're, they're always on their screen so they've set up this thing where they can text a therapist to get support when they're feeling really out of sorts so the doors have opened for for these different avenues and and I mean for me personally I used to see people here in my studio in person and of course um, since we met I've been doing healings via distance but so many of my clients were like oh no that's not for me I don't think that would work and now of course so many of them have had to cross over and they're like oh this is great like I love (laughs) I actually prefer this I can have my healing like in my pajamas with my cup of tea and then I jump on the Zoom and we talk about it. Like, I actually prefer it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that's been really cool, you know, a cool aside from something that's been really horrendous, um, just to see that shift in, in people's mentality around what's possible for their own healing and support as well. So, yeah, that's been interesting. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because it has, you know, kind of forced us to move forward. And, mm-hmm. you know, and in some ways, like you said, it's the blessing in in the, the pile that we're dealing yeah. with right now is just really kind of getting into these spaces, like you said, where we're giving, allowing other people to, or marginalized communities to have more access to um even examining our own, you know, going back to setting up a business that that feels good. Mm. Or even what you're saying about the teenage community, really having these ways of meeting them where they are already, because that's yeah. so important. And, and then it becomes, you know, natural 
it's not, you know, you don't have to ask your mom. Well, you do in a way have to, you know, but it takes yeah. stigma out of it, like of making a big yes. deal out of it. And it allows people to have even more confidentiality, more privacy, um, and greater access to a wider variety of helping people. Yeah. yeah. Which is what we've needed. So I do feel like in a way, and, you know, we're, we are breaking some of those old systems of being. Um, I know one of, I remember our first lockdown, I think I spent the first, because I was still working, I was still running a mastermind um, and working one day a week off site. So I didn't stop working through the lockdowns. I think I took some time off my other role um, for a little bit, but I didn't stop my my business work. And um, I remember the first couple of Saturdays, I just sat on the couch and I was like, my gosh, this is so full on, like not driving my kids to a million places and going to the shops and going to the this and running them to this place and, and you know, have, going to Pilates, like all the places that we go, when, when that all stopped and we couldn't go anywhere, I realised just how constant the doing is and I think that was also a gift for many of us because we realised I don't want to work that fast in life. Like I want to slow mm-hmm. down. Um, and so... <laughs> Yeah, and everyone, seemed, no matter where they are on the globe, seem to have agreed with that. Um, the only problem is now I can say it feels like before times in terms of the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I don't know what it will take for humans to take a breath and go, let's just slow it down. Like, what's the rush? Why do we have to be, like, you, you know, you were saying before, for people who've got that drive to be, you know, the top of the top of the best and serving all the people, great if you've got that energy. But for me, I'm happy to serve a really, you know, beautiful, small, intimate number of clients, be there for my kids, have time for rest. Like that to me, imagine if we all had that. Like we we were, we were not running on empty and, and when something like what's going on now around the world comes up, we've got the capacity to to hold space in that. And I think the problem is we're so exhausted by our own life experiences and, and our systems, our society hasn't created that gentleness of, yeah, this is a lot. Everyone's nervous system is a bit on edge on top of the pandemic. Now there's a war in Ukraine. Let's all just take a few half days and regroup. Like, you know, imagine, imagine what what all of this might look like if everyone wasn't reacting from this space of fight or flight, which I feel like almost everybody seems to be in to some degree, you know. So, oh, I, yeah. 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 I feel like it's a wake-up call or something. Well, and that's kind of, we touched on that before our conversation or, you know, our recording started too, is it's shifted like personally too I was just like okay I really have to focus on what is important to me in life what the most important things are to me in life and the most important things to me in life are not on the internet I'm sorry you know you know except for the people who are back home who I can't really interact with you know but it, it's not about building a business. It's about being here with my family. And it's about, you know, kind of going out in nature and just pausing in these moments and spending time with my husband and, you know, doing this and that. But, and then where was I going with that? Also, yeah, just 
to take that collective step back where we aren't necessarily always like in this neck breaking doing forward, you know, and, and if, when you think about all of the, the roots and, and, you know, even I won't go there. I should probably just hang on a second. (laughs) (laughs) But when you think about like, putting that into your business and having that be like you said, I would rather have four. And this has been my thing for the whole time I've been working. I'd rather talk to 10 people who are super interested and fascinated by my work than 10,000 who are just like, eh, that's interesting. Next, 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 next. And, And that really helps you kind of laser focus your work as well so that you are you know and it cleans up your feed too (laughs) I mean seriously from yeah and it makes you think about who you're spending your money on even though I won't say that the people who are are teaching you know growth tactics are necessarily doing it from a bad space it's just no I think it's defining what you know and I've got friends who love that who are like I want to have you know thousands in my Facebook group and they actually get energized by holding that kind of space so you know that's that you're right that's not a bad thing like I think go for what feels good for you so I've always been drawn to small like even when I was teaching Reiki classes it would always be a small group and when I run masterminds it's always a small group and even my Facebook group I had a free free Facebook group for a while that was quite small only had a couple of hundred people in it um and that's been good for me maybe that'll change maybe I'll go through a season where I'm like oh I've got the capacity to hold space for thousands you know but right now for me that works with the capacity I have with my body with my family with with play like I think being someone who is very driven and who loves my work in the early days I totally got you know sucked into working more than I should and not because I not because of the hustle culture, but because I loved what I was doing. Yeah. And that was all I was doing, you know. And before I knew it, I was burnt out because I was just like working at night and working on the weekend. And, you know, yes, I was doing stuff for the kids and stuff in between, obviously, but the balance wasn't really there or that that sort of equilibrium. And interestingly enough, it kind of led me to almost have an identity crisis because when I had that burnout, I realised I had to step back and I realized without that work, who was I now? Because I so identified as Amanda, like back then I was teaching a lot of Reiki. So I was like Amanda, the Reiki lady, like the, my, the locals would, would say, I'll go to Amanda, the Reiki lady, like, <laughs> you know, and that's who I was. I was Amanda, the Reiki lady. And I'd kind of forgotten that, well, I'm, I'm the Amanda that also likes to catch up with friends and go for a walk around the lake. And Amanda, who loves to chill and watch some you know, Netflix from time to time and Amanda who's got space in her week to just be. And so that was a really decent unraveling, um, which I'm really grateful for actually. And that's what's kind of led me to the space I'm in now. Um, I think the 40, my 40s are bringing me, you know, more home to what what I'm, you know, that, that's, that grounding. Uh, my 30s was like, oh my gosh, what can I do? Because my kids were old enough, you know, growing and I could do things and reclaim myself a little bit and dive back into my own passions. But uh, my 40s are like, okay, cool. I've done so many 
you know, variations of my work and I've kind of now really landed on, yeah, this feels the most aligned and this feels where I can be of best service. And I kind of figure it'll continue to evolve as as we do. But for right now, I feel like I've landed in a really beautiful, a really beautiful space, you know. Nice. So the culmination of everything that's happened has led you exactly to where you needed to be. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Now I can. Yeah. It, oh. just, it just paused Froze. for a second. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't hear your question. Oh, that's okay. So it seems like the culmination of everything that you've been through has led you to exactly where you needed to be. Yeah. And so often that's what happens, isn't it? Particularly mm-hmm. when you're a solo business owner, like, and especially I think, you know, I work predominantly with women and women identifying folks. So I tend to find we can be really good at, at grabbing that experience and going, oh, how can I repurpose that into helping others or being of service? Like I think, you know, it's it, I see so many women do it so beautifully rather than, oh, this happened to me and, you know, I messed up or now I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, how do I navigate this to have something good come out of it? Um, particularly, I think with healers and light workers and therapists, we, we're always looking for a way to unravel and are curious as to what's going on and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's cool. Definitely. And that lends to, you know, kind of the overarching theme that we were going to talk about, which is, you know, kind of keeping, maintaining a good energy and working Mm. through the world, having upheaval, because there's always going to be upheaval in some form. It's usually not so pronounced as it is right now. And so heavy, but Mm. yeah. What would you say like three, or do you have any kind of three tips that will help you get through, um, have your times or whatever? Yeah, I think um, the first thing is to really recognize that we are in intense times. Like I know myself, sometimes I found myself getting frustrated that, you know, I'm not getting stuff done as I would usually. And, and, and I kind of have to pull myself back and go, yeah, but also I'm supporting a daughter through her final year of high school. And we've just come out of 18 months of lockdowns. And there's all this stuff going on overseas. Like, you know, like we really have to be mindful of this isn't normal times. And so to have a normal expectation on ourselves is is unfair to us. And um, I think as as women in business, like we are so used to pivoting and navigating and doing all the things because that's a part of you kind of got to have that in you to, to continue with business because there's always something coming on that needs attending to, right? So we've got that innate ability and I think we're so practised at it that we haven't you know maybe taken into account that hang on a minute it's not just about you pulling up your bootstraps and going on it's actually a time where we need to really listen to our energy as well so that probably leads into self-care just having that you know awareness of your capacity really having a solid self-care practice in place so whatever that looks like for you Um, I know for me it's trying to do a daily meditation um swimming three times a week, walking on the days I'm not swimming, movement's really important to me, um, having time to journal, having some white space in my calendar. I feel get really overwhelmed when my days are full. Um, I'm a bit of a, I restore solo, like 
I need to be away from people to restore. So, um, yeah, I think crafting your own self-care practice is so paramount right now. Like that cannot be on the bottom of your to-do list as it is with many women. Like you just have to be nourishing yourself because I was saying to someone the other day, you know, it's like we're on, we're all on kind of 70% energy tank already from the last two years. And then anything else that comes now is just taking and taking and taking. So I'd say that's probably two. What would be the third? Um, probably finding more, just small ways to take action because I think powerlessness mm. is really depleting as well. So finding, you know, even if it's, you know, finding a charity and donating $10, if that's all you can donate or, you know, $50 from your next client, if that makes you feel like you're contributing to someone on the ground in the Ukraine or um, I've got a few people who I know in New South Wales, so I've been able to offer some lower-priced healing sessions to support them through that. So there's there's certain things, that certain gifts of time or money or our services that we can do so that we feel like in this big world of stuff where we feel like we can't contribute at all we are making a difference and I think you know that really helps me too to think well if everyone was just doing one thing towards you know these things then that's a lot of good intent that's having a ripple effect so that's probably the third thing I think you know not not falling into helplessness because we are, you know, we are, there are so many powerful healers and space holders in our world and we're all just simply by showing up uh, are contributing to this change on that energetic level um, and, you know, helping to hold the space for the people on the ground doing the, you know, those bigger changes that we don't have the, the skills or the, um, you know, the experience for. We're all kind of working together, I think. Yeah, I like that too. And the more of us that show up and shine our light, the more light there is, you know, and, and like you said, it doesn't have to be a huge donation, or you don't have to go, you know, like, there are people who, you know, like Doctors Without Borders, or I think mm. here, there's like an SOS Kinder House or something like that, that, yeah. that directly affects, but we can, in whatever means we mm. have available to us, whether it's, 10 bucks from a session or donating clothes or time or, you know, yeah. an ear, you know, yes. or, you know, um, being a part of those hotlines that yeah. they are, um, you know, for talk therapy or, or even holding space. Sometimes it's just as simple as lighting a candle, centering yeah. within yourself and making sure that you are aligned with your piece and that yeah. you can share that piece with the grocery attendant with you know um the clients that you're working with the people on your social media it, yeah. it doesn't have to be a big huge show of whatever it can be a small yeah. thing but that small thing ripples out and I think that's yeah because we do have like, you know, like I've got a family as well. I know some people have been struggling talking about their business while this is going on. It's like nobody benefits from you shutting your business. Like 
that doesn't help anyone in Ukraine. Instead, run your business and, you know, decide on an amount to donate. It doesn't mean you have to donate everything because then how do you pay your bills? Then you're another right. person that someone else has to worry. Like we can get into this thing of I've got to do, it's got to be massive and it's got to be a sacrifice because we have that thing of, well, you know, but I think if we're all, um, you know, giving from a place, a really grounded place, a really open-hearted place and a spiritual and a practical place, then of course it's going to help, you know, contribute to change. So I really believe in that holistic, that holistic view of it and just being kind to ourselves. Like it has been a rough <laughs> couple of years. Like, yeah. like it just, it just has, there's no other way. I mean, I speak with people all over the world and there is no difference in what anyone's saying to me like about how they're feeling and how heavy things are so I think oh just self-compassion is just so important right now whatever you have the capacity for whether it's just if you only have the capacity to literally look after your family right now that's okay when you've got the energy someone else will need to step back and you'll step up and actually there's a beautiful um a beautiful paragraph in Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa okay. Nicola Estes. I love her book. And, you know, she talks about the circle of women and the, the beauty of the circle of women is that that's exactly what happens when one woman says, I am so bone tired that I cannot give another morsel of my energy. Another woman will say, that's okay, I'll take over. She rests, this, this woman steps up. And then another woman will say, my turn. To, and that's essentially, I think in my mind, when I think about what we're just talking about now is what I see and feel, you know, so we've got to let go of that, that guilt of, I don't have anything else right now to give and just trust that as you rest and restore in whatever moment that is, you will reciprocate because there's going to be someone else who once you're restored is going to need to do the exact same thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really powerful a really powerful vision to remember you know we're not we're not responsible as as an individual to save the whole world but when we're all doing this a little bit then that's what it's all about yeah i love that and i love it too that it, it defers us back to being a community and being yeah. connected and and allowing help yes yes you know yeah and rest and like, rest yeah Rest is so undervalued in our cultures and, and I think, you know, particularly as, as I've heard people, you know, who've got COVID um, sharing their experience, it's a, it can be a good month recovery. And I sort of think as more and more people get COVID and more and more people are having to take a month to recover, like rest surely is going to be part of something that's accepted rather than tolerated or huffed at, you know, like, Maybe it's the universe's way of saying, you're not listening, like you need rest. And the, you know, the powers that be, the, the community structures and that sort of the capitalistic, I guess, components of our worlds, you know, they are falling apart because people are saying we're exhausted and we can't work for nothing in, the, in this manner anymore. So I think there are some foundations rumbling <laughs> you yeah. know and there's spaces opening up for for change and I mean even here in Melbourne like you can work from home a lot of people are work, choosing to continue to work from home and that's being more and more accepted which means more dads are around for their kids who would normally be working nine to five in the city you know for the full-time dads like my husband used to have to do and now he's around a lot more 
Um, and that's really beautiful because he gets to be part of things that, you know, I've always sort of done most of the home stuff and done my business in between. That was our arrangement, which has suited me beautifully, but it's been really lovely to see him step into some of those aspects, which he couldn't do before because the expectation was as a male working in a corporate environment that he be at the premises nine to five, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I think there's, again, some really beautiful shifts that are going to be so positive for families, you know, maybe not so much during lockdown. It wasn't the case because working from home when your kids are home is not great (laughs) or conducive to getting anything done. But, you know, now that we're back out (laughs) in the world and we can do it, it's like, it's a different story. So yeah, I think, I think there is some systemic change going to come and stay from this experience. So yeah, yeah. hopefully there'll be some, some lasting, some lasting gifts from what will probably, will hopefully be the worst time. Hopefully things get easier from here in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's hope there's hope. shifts. And, and as we're shifting, we're seeing it's, it's even, you know, it speaks to your own journey as a person, you know, mm-hmm. we're shifting these things that don't feel good anymore yeah. or never felt good or were depleting us or, you know, we're almost tearing family. Harmful. Yeah, harmful, harmful, mm-hmm. you know, it, and you spoke of rest. Rest is one of the most important things for your immune system to be able to not only block, but to react to you know a disease that comes in so so and you're right that was just not it it's not in it wasn't in the vernacular prior Mm. to all of these shifts that took place that we couldn't control it's almost nice that it was outside of our control because when we were supposed to be controlling it it never was a factor it was always and yeah. And that's the whole thing I could go on with like the witch's path and, and connecting with nature and seeing that there is a time of rest in nature mm-hmm. and how Always. we've been kind of removed from natural processes, nature, thinking, connection with nature. And so we've been, you know, kind of artificially driven and now we're returning back to that more natural way of being. And so despite the heaviness and the fear of what we're going through, there are definitely big shimmers of hope and big shimmers of change, positive change. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really agree on so many levels like I could probably go on about it as well um particularly for women I think um I think women who carry the emotional burden of caregiving I think that that pole shifted with lockdowns as well it was really highlighted the actual effort it takes to be at home you know with young children all day the the men who suddenly had to work home and obviously this is the roles can be reversed but Um, a lot of my clients shared that they were like wow this is hard you know this is really hard to do and they're like yes (laughs) been telling you like you don't go to work and I come home you come home and I look frazzled because I've been sitting watching daytime tv like right whilst trying to run a business and raise a three-year-old like 
it takes some serious energy and effort. So I think also, yeah, just showing the worth of, of stay-at-home parents, whether it be your mom, the mums or the dads, um, and running a business is, is tough. And it doesn't matter how old your kids are. I mean, I didn't have to really tend to my kids with the in-home learning even, but they still came out. They still needed me. There were still constant interruptions for this, that, or the other. So, um, yeah, so definitely hopeful definitely hopeful that some some changes some appreciation and gratitude will come from this um and i'll be interested to see what changes you know as we hopefully transition out of this you know pandemic into back into some sort of normal life that hopefully some of this stuff will stay and yeah yeah and it'll impact positively particularly those of us who are running small businesses because it's hard enough as it is you know (laughs) Yeah, we don't we don't need any of this extra stuff. <laughs> well, and I'm glad that you say that too because it is it is a process. It is a journey. It is, you know, a, the uh, the thing that you were saying earlier. Like people are just like ninety days, ten thousand dollars. I can get you ten thousand dollars next week. It's it's the same person teaching that new person to make $10,000 by taking their $10,000. So it's just the same $10,000 shifting hands going around, going around. Yeah. And that person might not be telling that person that they've actually been in business for, you know, 12 years and had three failed businesses. And actually it took them, you know, six months to make that. So that's where I think I get really angry because I think, you know, this person will then do this 30,000 in 30 days or 10,000 in 30 days or whatever and then feel like there's something wrong with them or they can't do it because they haven't had the backstory. And not everyone does this. Like there are some genuine people that can teach you this stuff oh, yeah. and do have the skills. I'm talking about the shady ones that um, that aren't. Um, and I just think, yeah, you really, you really want to be working with people that have that backstory and that grounding and that experience in what it is that you're seeking support for Um, because it's easy for things to look really shiny on the internet. And I think particularly now with so many businesses, you know, finding that it's tricky or challenging, um, a lot of people are looking for a quick fix. Um, So it is a a vulnerable time for people. Um, So, yeah, that's that's something to be careful of, I guess, and do, do your due diligence and whatnot. So... Hopefully you can avoid avoid that. And there are a lot of good there are a lot of good business people out there too. I've I've been lucky to work with some amazing amazing creatures and um, amazing people who have taught me how to do the things I do in my business. So there's there's definitely good ones out there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And one more thing, because I was very positively impressed. One time you ran a a, a special, and I misunderstood the price. So you were like, no, 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 no this is my price. And that price is my price. And I think that right now, as people are kind of shifting from corporate work in some ways to freelancing or to opening up a, you know, a spiritually based business mm-hmm. and working with um, energy healing or cards or um, therapy methods in other ways to make sure that they stand up for their value, because that mm. is so important right now, because you don't want to jump from the fire pan into the fire or the frying yeah. pan to the fire. Um, and you want to really say, you know, I have three hours to work today. And it's not mm. saying to, you know, charge X amount, you know, to over 
yeah see the value not to overdo it but there's also this beautiful space of owning the value of what you do and i think you did that really well you've done that really well and consistently that i've seen so um yeah thank you that's very lovely um never been easy for me <laughs> let's be honest i think you know pricing is always the hardest thing and owning our value is the hardest thing particularly because you know ancestrally through all of our um healer lineages you know we, we were taught to give for free and healing should be for everyone and being a woman you know all women should be carers for other people and all this conditioning like it's genuinely takes a lot of mindset work and and self-belief to be able to say yep this is this is what it is so it's it's not an easy thing I, I don't want to pretend that I've always found that easy I, I still don't there's always a part of me that wants to just give it all away <laughs> but but I do recognize that we have to change that paradigm too because women are chronically underpaid I mean we had International Women's Day and the amount of stories and things I saw about the pay gap that still exists for us mm. huge you know we retire with less we earn less you know so I think if we don't stand up for ourselves nobody else is and when we stand up for ourselves and and share that grounding you know with each other that inspires you know us to say oh well actually maybe I should stand in my value as well and then that inspires the next person to say yeah you're right I need to stand in my and so again we've got that ripple effect of us really valuing our gifts and you know um yeah so that's yeah that's really lovely of you to share and it is a good point um it's something to definitely keep working on I think because mm. you know we deserve to be paid for our work as well it's not as linear it's not as you know um X, Y, Z equals, you know, like right. some work is. It's not as tangible was the word I was looking for, um, but it's still valid and valuable and needed. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, perhaps even more so needed and necessary. I mean, I guess there is a balance, you know, I can't say that mechanics and, and that kind of stuff, traditionally male roles are not necessary, but yeah, mm. the nurturing, the space holding, the healing, yeah. Um, the the support what women have to offer is valuable it's kind of it's what's part of the whole yeah yeah can't have one without the other if everyone was a mechanic like who would be holding space for the mechanics like yeah. <laughs> you know like it's part of the whole and I, I'm really hoping that particularly with the increasing need for mental health services for spiritual services for healing services right now i'm really hoping that value will that value perception will shift to be like oh yeah it's not exactly the same but it's value is equal yeah you know? yeah and and there's intangible value like you were saying it's it's not just a dollar amount it's like the ripple effect in your in your life that yeah. really those shifts that you can make by seeking these things. It's not always building something or counting something or paying for something. It's, mm. you know, supporting a person to feel healthy and well and in their own environment. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I know a lot of my clients are like psychologists or counselors or 
therapists or speech therapists, they are literally holding space for other people every single day. So I'm their space to work through their own stuff and, you know, keep their own dreams and goals in mind whilst, you know, holding such heavy space right now. So, you know, we're all without, and I've got my own space holders and therapists and, you know, like it's, we all need to be supported. We can't, like I had um, one of my clients was like, it's so weird that I'm working with you because this is what I do for other people. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but we all need support. Like that's what it's supposed to be about. It is that community of no one of us are strong enough to carry the weight of the world on our own. We all need to decompress. We all need to clear our trauma. We all need to reconnect to our intuition. Like, you know, we're that's what it's supposed to be. (laughs) We do it in a very structured way now. In the past, that would have been within our communities. Now it's through appointments and sessions, but it's the same thing, isn't it, that we're craving and that we need to get through. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. And it used to be a little bit different, like just, you know, the way that that it happened within society, you know, you would have been normally out probably picking plants or cooking a a community meal or something and everybody would have been sitting around the fire and you know talking generationally up and down Mm. we we look for support people to help us with that from support from holding space support with our um, business development stuff so yeah if somebody wanted to work with you how could they get a hold of you uh, they could go to my website, which is amandafreeman.com.au. They can find me on Instagram if they search for Amanda Freeman. I think amandafreeman.insta or amanda.freeman.fb on Facebook. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So I'm in all the places um, and I'm, I don't mind a DM. So feel free to reach out and say hi if there's anything that, yeah, resonated. Always happy to connect. And I've got some resources and things like that on my website. So yeah, if they want to learn more about, you know, access some resources or learn more about working together, then yeah, I'm definitely here to, to touch base with. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Amanda, for taking the time and thank you everybody for joining us today. Um, I hope this conversation was really valuable for you. Again, amandafreeman.com.au is Amanda's website and you can find her on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. I will be putting the links into the show notes and into the, the, uh, what is that called in YouTube? The, the little blurb in YouTube. So, um, the thing at the bottom, you know. Yeah. yeah the word thing. <laughs> yeah. The thingy, the thing. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely to have the conversation. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And it's been a pleasure and I'm so happy to have you again on my show. So it's always, like I said, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and to catch up and see how your work is evolving. So thank you again for your time and thank you everybody. Oops. Bye-bye. Take care.